0: have a much more educated population after World War II for a lot of reasons. And again, things get more technical as we go down the line and learn about more things. The education tells you that, well, maybe there are these rules and regulations. There are ways I don't have to give up my money as easily. Well, even before we had our tax laws, you had old rules that were around where when you hear about trusts and things like that where people of wealth didn't want to pay and support certain things like, well, those people didn't work as hard as I did. And yeah, I need a bigger mansion. I don't belittle anybody anything. If I made a gazillion dollars, yeah, I'd spend it. Uh, I We all tell ourselves that we cure the world, do this, hand money out to people. Doesn't always work so easily because then people, and believe me, I've dealt with people who have money and wanted help, had to set things up to help the communities they came from. And the biggest problem was when they'd go back and just figured they'd make donations to that town or that city or that county. The money kept disappearing and not doing the good they expected. So as money passes through hands of humans, they each want their little taste It's an old term, more a uh, street term. Taste meaning I want my share. I want a little bit. I'm handling it. I should get a little. Let me explain, and we can get to that a little later, but greed kind of drives people to say, well, I worked hard for this, and sometimes you didn't. You were sitting on top of a piece of land that you happened to get, that nobody wanted, And they discovered oil on it years ago. And that oil sold for tons of money. And you didn't even know if you're getting a fair price, maybe. But you had so much money, you didn't care. So what happened in Texas? And believe me, when I talk about this, beside uh, the things that I've studied personally in my undergraduate and graduate degrees, I worked for a company that was... uh, major conglomerate out of Texas. It originally was a local oil and gas company, local-like. If you lived in Brooklyn, it would have been Con Edison, uh, but local, smaller. If you live here in Orlando, it's OUC. So again, back in the old days, oil and gas were a big thing in Texas, definitely oil at the beginning. Uh, When it comes to whaling, oil was good because people discovered that whales, this blubber, you could melt it down, you could get a lot of oil out of whales. In the early days, before they discovered the use of regular oil out of the ground, fishermen figured out they could burn this stuff. So everything progresses as we go along. So you get to Texas. Texas is a big piece of land. It's highly disputed over the time. It was originally part of Mexico when we as humans started to settle. The Mexican, let me call it empire, came up from Mexico through Texas all the way up the West Coast. And we got that later on as our country grew. But they were an empire of sorts themselves. From the Spanish as they started exploring. Because all of us are related one way or another. So Texas, I'd been in Dallas, Houston, Galveston, the rest of it. Galveston's importance was it's down on the southern end. It's a fairly natural port that has been made better than just the way it was naturally over the years. And it's a port off the Gulf of Mexico. The Gulf of Mexico is one of those inland gulfs that is gigantic. And as the world grows, it meant you could have a lot of boats coming and going. And as they started discovering there were oil underneath the ocean, they had more technical ways of reaching it. They started to put rigs up in the Gulf of Mexico. If you stand on the shore of the west shore of uh, Florida or the east shore of Texas or Mexico, you may see some of the rigs, but generally you don't. They're enough over the horizon that you don't see them right away. And I don't know the last count. If not hundreds, there could even be thousands of rigs in the Gulf of Mexico. So oil became a very important commodity. Uh, The Rockefeller family, under John D. Rockefeller and Standard Oil, uh, used oil, developed it, was ahead of people, put pipelines in places. So Texas was a place that oil kind of built. Don't get me wrong, there's oil on the West Coast, the East Coast, but plentiful enough down there, easy to ship, boating, etc. So Texas grows, we get to the modern era. We know Texas is a big piece of land. Texas is the second most populous state in the United States, California being the most. But Texas is one of the five or six remaining states. I haven't looked them up to see if it's still five or six that has no income tax. Now, most human beings understand what a tax is. And when you say income tax, they understand it means somebody's going to take my money. If I live in a state like Florida where there's no income tax, we're one of the other states, I can keep more of my money. That's not really true. As I've tried to teach everybody when it comes to economics, when you run a country, a state, a city, a town, it doesn't matter. You have expenses. You have to figure out how to pay the expenses, common expenses, roads and other things, Uh, okay. The thing with Texas is as they started to grow and they're a great intersection for commerce and shipping and everything else, they started to get people to come there by saying, we don't have any income taxes. We have cheaper electricity, blah, 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 blah. And again, I worked for a major group out of New York that dated way back, but was owned by a major holding company in Texas. Okay, my research had told me there are eight states left that do not pay income tax. That's okay. That means a few got rid of it because there were income taxes in every state but five or six till a few years ago. But whatever the number is, Texas is one that doesn't have it. So when you try and develop your state, you try and attract people. We have lots of room. Our houses are cheaper. They're bigger. The energy is less costly. Texas, because of where it sits, not just on our country, but between the two oceans and stuff, and you've heard of El Nino and weather patterns, what people keep forgetting is at this point in time, it's been proven many times over that we all share, none of us own, we all share the atmosphere that's around our planet. A lot of us understand about currents and things in the water, because even the oceans and the rivers move and interact with one another. So you get hot and cold places and strong and weak currents. Same thing in the atmosphere just like the water. It circulates around the globe. The jet streams are called that because it's bodies of air that move at higher speeds than the more stationary parts of the air. I'm going off on this tangent because I want us all to understand that we cannot run away from what is reality and what exists and what we should understand scientifically. I use the word scientifically. It doesn't mean it's difficult to understand. Doesn't mean you need a degree in science. If somebody tells you that if you look up, we have an atmosphere that allows us to breathe, whatever we release goes into that atmosphere, whether it's steam, fire, water, whatever, If you belch, it goes in there. So there are countries that have had problems where they've had large populations of animals like cattle, chickens sometimes. The excretory gases that come out of cattle smell just as bad as any human, if not worse. So if you get herds of them, you've got these clouds of what we would consider pretty smelly stuff. When it comes to chickens and stuff maybe the reason they call them foul is because the smell of what comes out of them when you have enough of them it's very acidic it's very smelly and it can mess up the ground but it also makes good fertilizer so as we start to understand these things we start to understand maybe how to work with them how to use them so we're back to texas Texas has millions of people who were out in the streets because it was better than sitting in their house where they felt like they were in a freezer, the air wasn't even moving. At least air circulation sometimes makes you feel a little warmer, even if it's cold air that's circulating. People have died because they wanted to warm up and they turned their car on, and they figured if they open their garage door, they'll live in their car for a little while, let the car run. You still get these fumes, depending upon the way the air is going. You don't see them, but they're there. And people die from the exhaust fumes that come off of a car. People bring in a barbecue that is used outside, and they put it inside. They light the charcoals. You're starting to... The fire in the barbecue is burning the oxygen that you need to breathe. I, because of being an asthmatic... Uh, I'm sensitive to certain things when people put candles around and they've got too many of them. Uh, and I feel like I'm choking if I'm sitting in a room where too many candles are burning. So we have to understand how this world works. So Texas goes ahead and we get this storm, which happens. Periodically, you get these storms. They're, not, they're no longer once in 100 or 500 years or a 1,000 years because we've done research where we've been able to go through the layers of the earth or trees, and we can find out when we've had these ugly conditions. So Texas had millions of people. Basically, that vortex made a big U-turn down there across Texas and slammed them with freezing, sub-freezing temperatures. Lots of snow. And again, greed is how I said you have to understand this thing. You've got people who run the place who want more money in their pocket. If they're in charge of a company, an operation, they want to provide what you get, but they, you know, say, well, you know, I'll pay them, but I could always hire somebody else because there are enough people out of work. The stupidity of that was we kept having immigrants coming into the country, so we had more people who wanted to get here for the freedom. They'd work at anything. I would work at anything. I've been way on the top of the heap. But when we hit a, a bad spell, I grew up understanding that work is work. If you're going to feed your family or earn something, it doesn't matter what the title is. It does matter if you need the money to buy your groceries or pay your bills. So we're not going to socialize the place because people don't even understand these things they talk about but we don't let people die in the streets. So you want to take care of the population. And as I've stated, if people have billions of dollars, this class of people, more power to them. If they've earned it, that's great. But if they control what happens so that they just hire people, they only make their money by selling to the general population. So we, the people, have to have enough money to buy the goods and services so they stay rich. Because if we are below what's considered poverty and we can't even afford our rent, let alone our food, we're not gonna be ordering a lot of the items they're selling. The companies they own, no matter how well settled they were, they are not gonna be worth anything anymore. So you get back to this symbiotic relationship symbiosis, the germs in our system that eat the stuff so that they get nourished, we get the vitamins, and the fecal matter goes out the end so we have a process that keeps us alive. We work with each other. That's what symbiosis is. So these people, in effect, can't stay wealthy unless they have people who can buy what the companies they own or the businesses they own sell. It's not so easy to see because we have a lot of little businesses. But those little businesses buy from other people who are suppliers and this and that. So Texas, you get hit with this storm. People are out there. Uh, They build like crazy. And look, enough of you have been around at least 20, 30 years. Five or so years ago, I don't know the exact date. I didn't bother looking it up. We had that hurricane and that rainstorm. It wasn't even as much a hurricane as a rainstorm that parked over the Houston area. Houston was flooded. If you listen carefully to the people who were down there, they started telling you they built these developments here and developments here. The water couldn't flow anymore. Nobody tied together the stormwater systems. There are things that happen. So you get to a place like Texas, and they'll say, well, what do i need snow plows for it's only once a year maybe that i i get snowstorms wait a week it'll all melt in the meantime you keep attracting more people to come down there and building more homes let me give you an idea you can go back you can google this i i my producer has two links that we'll put up for you that deal with oh let me just say good morning casey Keith, uh, Lisa, good morning to you again from Michigan. I love that we have people. We get stuff from even overseas, different places on the planet. Lisa, good to have you as usual. Mariska, good to have you. And these people, a lot of them are from America, a lot of them come from other countries. This is a diverse nation, the most diverse on the planet. So, uh, good morning to all of you. If I didn't get to your name, I apologize. But let me just say, we, uh, the strength that built America was the diversity. And let me go aside for a minute so I don't forget it. There was a study, I haven't looked it up yet, that came out in the last week or two from some of the more literate universities that study economics at the higher level, which I don't need to talk about. Those are people who just like to play with numbers. But they do good studies. And even though we are a $21 trillion GDP, we could add 16, listen to the number, $16 trillion to our GDP. That's almost doubling our GDP. If, and what they studied was, if we did not waste money on fighting with each other, and discriminating against one another. I know it sounds funny, but the money that we waste, the time we waste, my life is more important to me than me hating someone. If I don't like them, I'll give them their space. Let them do, if they don't break the law, live in their house and do what they want. That's what laws and rules are for, so that we have some standards. But if I waste my time because I don't like your sex, the color of your skin, who you go to bed with, I am wasting my productive time, and I'm not earning what I can. I'm not living as well as I can because I've given up my free time to something I hate. How stupid would I be? Well, that's what we do collectively. Because we grow up with these old things, because you got to remember, humans started in caves. They started fighting each other because they didn't know if this raggedy-ass person wanted to steal their fire, their meat, their women, whatever. We've gotten to a point where we don't need to fight and kill each other to live. We need to interact better, and I'm not talking communism, socialism, just the idea that if we all want <clears throat> to earn what we can and go on vacations and see things and enjoy life, we have to stop wasting parts of our life hating other people. Now, we can't turn our back. Countries with dictators and you know authoritarian governments aren't going to just suddenly say, well, if they lay down their arms, we'll lay down our arms. No. We just have to be strong enough but not waste our time picking on people. Be more selective in who we trade with. Now, we're not because, again, greed drives people. So as the world shrunk from air transportation, electronics, and the rest of it, it was the greed of these people who decided they could go to China where they had cheaper labor and they could open up manufacturing and send the products here, but sell it from an offshore company so they keep all the profits in their company that's off the shore of this country. So they want to, in effect, get us to donate our blood and use our blood so they can continue living, but not support the place that gave the blood. Because that's what happens. We have to carry the burden because they want to keep everything offshore. Foundations, trusts were used before we had tax law, regular tax laws, income tax, which started in basically 1913, the income tax we know. And we've cut the rates down because we had more people contributing to the pot. We had to take less from each individual. We were sharing the expense. We built a better road that 10 of us can use instead of one of us. So Texas goes ahead and they want to build up this place. They've got oil, they've got gas, They've got money. Come on down here. Things are cheaper. These are the dates. Look them up on the Internet. 1989, they had almost the lowest temperature ever recorded in Texas. They were one degree away from breaking the record. I believe in 1989, they hit minus one that year, that storm. The record was in 1949, if I remember right, it was one degree colder. Less buildings to break up the wind, I guess, so it got colder. So 1989, follow this. The population of Texas in 1989 was plus or minus 17 million people. It's a lot of people, big country, big state. 17 million people in 1989. Now let's go forward. We'll go forward 22 years, actually, to 2011. 22 years later, what's the population of Texas? It's 25 million people. Wow, they added 8 million people. In 22 years, they grew a little more than 50 percent, their population. That's pretty good. That's a lot of growth, but in 2011, they had a storm similar to the one we just had. It didn't last as long. It was cold. And when he analyzed what went on, because you got to keep building power if you're going to keep building buildings, because you got to supply people with electricity for these new houses. You got to supply gas. And I mean natural gas as well as gas for cars. So, what happened was. They recommended that you weatherize the transformers, the other thing. I have worked, anybody who's heard me talk, I've worked in the energy industry. I worked for a company that still built nuclear power plants around the world where you were allowed to build them in countries that we consider safe. And I went to these countries and I worked with these engineers and scientists, multi-degreed in each case, that built these plants. And I understood because of my own background, how these plants were built to protect us from them failing. People don't understand it generally. So, 25 million in 2011. And we tell you, you've got to weatherize your pipes, your this, you've got to bury your pipes a little less. Living in Florida, I know that because central Florida down, it doesn't usually get to a freeze temperature for long enough that you have to bury your pipes too deeply because the ground is warm enough. Up north, pipes are below ground enough so that the normal temperature, because when you dig down, let's say at least six feet or more into the ground and you bury your main pipes, the freeze doesn't get down that far. So as long as there's something in the pipes and they're surrounded by earth, it stays warm enough. All these people in Texas, a lot of them come from all over the country. They realized, you may have seen pictures, where they were leaving on their faucet and having it trickle. By letting it trickle, they teach you that when the water's running, it doesn't freeze. Because if the water's turned off, it sits in one place, it's easier to freeze. True. When it's running, it's harder to freeze it. So people turned open their faucets in their houses. When you have, we're in 2021 now, and between 2011 and 2021, Texas added another 20% of their population, 5 million more people. Come on down, cheaper houses, cheaper gas, no income taxes. Nothing is free, folks. And people shouldn't die or have kids that can't get on their ventilator or whatever they need or dialysis machine, if that's what you have to live on. So when this is done, you're going to hear about it, but the recommendations in 2011 were not listened to by the people who control the industry. You may have heard, I think it was back in the, I'd have to reach for this one, in the 60s we had a really bad blackout, I believe it was the 60s into the 70s, that the whole East Coast went out. But then we had another one back in, I believe it was the 90s, and when that went out, we were shutting down things, and too many states were without power. So we developed what's called a national grid. It's basically split between the east and the west. Not an exact line, not the Mississippi River, but substantially, the grid's interconnected, so that if your power plant goes down, We have safeguards that it doesn't surge and blow the rest of the place out. I may have explained to people, but you could be sitting in your house. It happens here in Orlando. And all of a sudden, everything in my house snaps on and off. That is a computer-driven safety switch, like a circuit breaker. That when there's something that fails in that electrical system, in that interconnected system, it'll shut down the other things so it doesn't pull it down. Because a short can short the whole system. That's what happened in that incident, I believe it was in the 90s. So we have uh, a major grid interconnected on east of the United States and on the west of the United States, except for the Lone Star State. Texas chose to have their own grid. Okay, they keep attracting people down there. They don't weatherize their uh, generators and transformers. They don't bury their lines deeply enough. They get this freeze and they've got millions of people who are at risk. Can't flush their toilets because even the water towers, when you see these towers, when you drive around these rural areas where you could still see them, they still have them in cities, but differently. But these water towers, the water's gotta get up there. They don't just open it up and it rains in there. They pump the water up. And when you have people all flushing their toilets because they're all stuck at home, you'll find, excuse me, you'll find that the water pressure disappears. People have got it dripping and running, taking some of the water that's good water that comes through the system, because there's a difference called potable water you can drink that's been treated or filtered or whatever. And then you've got the nasty water. We've been working for years. There are systems that people don't know about where we filter. New York City is one of the biggest suppliers of fertilizer to the world because we have more shit going through our waste system in New York that they get to plants, they dry it, they filter it, they bag it, and they sell it for fertilizer. So we in New York have some of the best fertilizers that we produce. This is making what's called in science a life cycle, where we reuse things properly and we don't let them gather in a spot where we suffer from it. So Texas did nothing that they were told in 2011. They kept their electric power rates down, but... The other thing when it comes to their power rate, you'll read a lot of articles, just go on, look at cost of uh, electricity during this period, especially in this last week or so. I worked in the power and utility industry. I've been to hearings at commissions where they talk about rate increases or how they're going to rate a plant from a coal-fired to a nuclear to whatever, alternate energy, we did them all. So what happens is Texas not only has their own system, the reason they don't want to be interconnected, they don't want anybody telling them. You had this idiot, Perry, who was governor, I believe. He's been a senator. He was, Trump, of course, appointed him secretary of energy. The guy couldn't rub two sticks together properly. He's not that smart. Anyway, he was quoted as saying, Our people would rather suffer through this than be connected to the rest of the federal government. This man was just our energy secretary for the whole country. It's a lie. People want reliable energy. People don't mind working hard. They don't feel they should suffer because you cheated them. So now they're up to 30 million. And they did nothing from 2011 to 2021 to protect the system. In fact, as I said, if you look at Houston and the flooding, they've overgrown it and not built it right. They're not connected to us. I can go into a million stories about other assets and connecting when we had a drought on the East Coast where we weren't connected to each other for sharing water and stuff. That almost caused a plague in the Upper East Coast. So there are these things are out there, you just have to look, you have to study, but we can't be stupid about it. So Texas put all these people in jeopardy. It just took till the next storm. This famous thing about not if, but when. It's like California, there will be another earthquake, I hope it doesn't come for a thousand years, I don't want to see people die unnecessarily. So Texas did nothing to protect the system. So now, because they're technically unregulated, if you can get some power out of their system right now, the cost of a kilowatt or a unit of energy, whatever unit you want to pick, they can freely raise that because they have an unregulated formula which says, well, if I've got a $70 billion system and I only have two users, I can charge them for my whole system to give them their little bit of energy. Imagine that. You were paying a penny for a unit of energy. But now, because no one else can get to it, and you're one of the only people who went online, that you're now going to get a bill for that same one unit of energy of a 1000 or $10,000. Who can afford it? But they're going to bill you that because this system is set up to do this, and nobody regulates them. They're like a foreign country within our country. Shouldn't be. And Senator Cruz, I'm sure anybody who's watched any show, watched the internet, uh, I don't want to be on cruise control. It's the wrong t- type of cruise control. Uh, the man, as well-educated as he may be, is very self-centered and arrogant and stupid when it comes to taking care of the people in Texas. What happened, as I said, in 2018 and 2020, enough people are starting to get the understanding. And don't get me wrong, I'm not saying Democrats are perfect and they're going to take care of us properly. But if you look at the last six or eight administrations, the Republicans came in and screwed up the economy The Democrats came in and had to spend half their time in office fixing it. And then the Republicans said, well, now let us take over. We're the business people. We know how to run it. I'm oversimplifying this. It isn't that simple. As I said, we're all Americans. Joe Biden is not a perfect man. I am not a perfect man. None of us are perfect. But the man understands what it is to suffer, what it is to hurt. He's not out there protecting an empire that he wants, more trademarks and stuff. Let's get to that. Donald Trump, during his administration, he pulls out of the Iran accord for nuclear. I said, that wasn't tough enough. I'll re- They'll have to come to us, put sanctions on them. Let me explain. When the mob or gangsters, or gangs, or anybody who doesn't want to legitimately deal with you, wants to use power, they want to choke you off. They want you to come back to them begging, okay, turn it back on and I will give you X. You want some trademarks? You want another uh, piece of land that you could build your next hotel on? I'm serious. The man was shaking down the planet, walking away from NATO that we built to protect us 70 years ago, so that they'd have to come to him if they wanted something. He puts tariffs. China, he throws tariffs on. China's laughing. We move so much over there that we don't even manufacture it here. We are far from self-sufficient. Something I always appreciated since I was younger about our country We've run short of semiconductors in these little control units because the people who make money and are greedy can make more money making it over there. That makes you like a drug addict. That if you need it, you got to go to that supplier. That's the stupidest thing in the world. We need government that uses rules and regulations and I've spent my life In Washington, in other countries, I've seen the differences. We are not talking about people telling us when to sit, when to squat, when to shit, when to eat. No. We're talking about us having our freedom, being able to travel, being able to work, being able to start a business and make money. But within reason that nobody takes excess advantage. The aggregation of wealth in the hands of a few puts you back in the days of the old England where they had lords and serfs. And you lived on their land, and if you worked their land, they allowed you to live there. Otherwise, you can go hide in the woods. No woods to hide in anymore, folks. So in 2018, 2020, we got smarter. We got out there. We've seen that if enough of us get out there and vote, we can get someone in who's going to do more what we need. Governor DeSantis just announced yesterday that he wants to change the voting bills because he wants to protect us. Remember, we got a guy who said we stole the election from him. He was in charge of the election. He had a Republican guy who's a cyber genius who was running it. When at the end he said the election was fair, he fired the guy. He didn't want to hear it anymore. His friends in Russia couldn't get in. I guess the guy did too good a job. A lot's going to come out. It'll be written about. There'll be good stories and bad stories. I had one thing out on Facebook. If you see it, it's a picture of Carol O'Connor, the guy who played Archie Bunker. That was one of the cuter sitcoms where they made fun of us as how stupid we are with our neighbors, because he hated people who were different, Jewish or black. But they did it in a good way. Good writers. He hated his own son-in-law that his daughter married, called a meatball. If you can see Archie Bunker go back, it's a real social satire. And then, of course, Carol O'Connor is a good actor. He ended up doing a series called In the Heat of the Night, where he was a sheriff down south. Ends up with a black lady as his partner at one point. I mean, they went through all kinds of social issues if you watch it. These are people who are trying to get us to look at ourselves and understand how we waste time. Because when we waste time bickering with each other, the guys on top who are well rich make even more money. And as I said, the study said we could have $16 trillion higher GDP if we would work with each other and accept the fact that we became who we are by the diversity that was here. Okay, I can't comment right now. Oh, that's the internet, I'm sorry. So anyway, Texas, it's a royal mess. Uh, Greg Abbott, who's a Republican and a nasty guy, I've dealt with all kinds of states in my life over time. And you find out it isn't the law that's written, who's there enforcing it? So Greg Abbott comes out the first day, and what does he say? He says, oh, it's the Green New Deal. It's Orlando Ocasio-Cortez in New York. She she caused the problems we're having. Excuse me? They have less than 10% renewable energy. The Green New Deal is a concept that hasn't been done yet. Uh, The only thing green is what he thinks we all are that we're stupid enough to believe him. Alexandria ocasio Cortez, if I've read right, she has raised over $2 million, is bringing supplies down to Texas. Do I agree with everything she says? Do I agree with everything anybody says? If you've heard me when I talk with my alter ego, I think the woman is phenomenally intelligent. But we both disagree on approach and items and little nuances. This is the way humans are. But we have to learn. A famous thing you could disagree without being disagreeable. And the best way to understand that is when you're disagreeable, instead of just disagreeing and showing each other your points and listening to each other, you're wasting time. Your life, you're giving up your life. Add up those moments. They add up to pleasure that you missed because you wasted them on nonsense. So we did the same thing, greed built China. China which is an autocracy, run by people who control their people, but is big. They got some people who understood that, you know what? I understand how economic works and how the democratic nations work. Let me allow us to prosper. Let me allow people to come in and build plants. Now when you go to their country and you build your plant in their country, I don't care how secret your method is. They will have people that are in that factory because you paid for these employees who are smart enough to look at what you're making and make copies of it. And then if you prove that, wait a minute, you sent this guy to work in my factory to steal my secrets, my process, my materials, my methodology, you're an idiot. Because when I was a kid, I started to understand, even in New York City, try suing City Hall. When somebody's got all the cards, like when Donald Trump had the DOJ doing whatever he wanted, like his personal attorney, you could say, well, but the law says this. He'll say, yeah, but I'm in charge now, and I'm telling the law what I want. We came dangerously close to a dictatorship. If you don't see it, pay attention to the trials. Pay attention to Donald. Do some research. I said the man throughout his career in New York, he said he loves OPM, other people's money. The bankruptcies he had didn't hurt him because he borrowed money from banks, put him in a project, and then allowed him to go bankrupt. He took his money out. And we lost our money because he never repaid the banks. That's why the banks would no longer fund him in this country. That opened them up for places like Russia, Saudi Arabia, or China saying, well, I could build a weapon system and try and attack the United States and take over. Or I can fund this super salesman who's going to tell people that the sky is really green. Just follow me. I'll take care of you. And he's successful. He wasn't successful. He's a con artist. It's that simple. We have to understand who we're following and whether they are doing stuff for our common good. That's not communism. That's not socialism. That's living free but being sensible. Would you pay somebody to build you a house and not check that it won't collapse on your head when you go to sleep? We're only talking about making sense of what we're doing. That's why I started this podcast a couple of years ago, because I'm good at mathematics. And as I've said, if I started talking to everybody who listen to me, it's going to take me more than a couple of hundred years to talk to all 330 million people. And by that time I get to the end, a lot have died and I got a new group to talk to. So I started this. I hope you guys share it with people. As I said, they could use it to put babies to sleep. In fact, I'm working on either a book or a mini book because any of the chapters I put in a book, you don't have to read them. It isn't a novel. And I'm not trying to give you a book that's boring to read. I want you to understand economics are living, natural laws. I enjoy them. So... Christine Farr, greed built China. Yes, but they were too stupid to understand these people who wanted to keep more money in their pocket. This is the point you got to get. They were too stupid to understand that China was taking advantage of them. Come here, build your stuff, and then we'll build more of it. Oh, you want that? We can do that too. So you have, you. Small group of people, a few thousand wealthy people, or CEOs, have tons of money in your pocket. But our country gets bigger. China has a gigantic military now. China has launched rockets and landed on the moon. With our money. Our money. Do you want to feed your kids and give them a good future, or do you want to… I have nothing against Chinese people, I've met tons of them on my travel they are just like you and i they're normal human beings striving to live and enjoy life it's the leaders china has bought up parts of africa they've loaned money they built the second canal the the new panama canal for panama and when they did it they made the government of panama close all the american banks in panama excuse me is this someone who's trading fair and then they say we are doing things to them and please, don't say Trump deserved to put tariffs. As I've explained, the tariffs that Trump put on the Chinese goods were applied when the goods got here. It was it, more expense for us. It didn't do a damn thing to China. It gave him more billions to pay off farmers so he didn't have a recession a few years ago. Because he doesn't understand the He just understands how to push money around. And get it in his pocket. Aleka Red, Tim Boyd comments were disgusting. Yes. You can look them up. Got a lot of people saying stupid things out there. So Texas can be fixed. Here's a chance where we can have an infrastructure program. Oh. Something I keep forgetting. We do have a sponsor. Let me do the commercial quickly.
1: Six Sigma Consulting starts here. Maxit Services works with governmental officials and architects to ensure that your projects permitting, planning, and financing are correctly submitted so that your project comes in. On time and in budget. So take it to the max. Maxit Services Inc. Your construction project needs on eight six six three four six three zero seven two. Hey, what's up, Chuck? You looking a bit frustrated? Is everything all right? Nah, man. My project just got pushed back four weeks. I'm having problems with zoning and variance issues. Oh man, four weeks? That sucks. You should do what I did and take it to the max. With Maxit Services Inc., they offer services such as expediting permits, site planning filing paperwork, a review of disaster recovery planning, and a host of other services that will help get your project up and running. So take it to the max. Max's Services, Inc. 866.
0: I hope you like that commercial. People told it. It's good. Uh, Again, if any of you have a business that you want to advertise, you can contact us through A-E, the word equals, S Q M M Q S S Q mc uh at gmail.com or you know send it to my facebook and my producer will find it uh we're open to commercials we can even help you put them together you see the hat here i've had people talk about it i came up with the logo uh originally part of it my wonderful technical assistants (laughs) family wonderful people uh help me put the logo together. And I've got hats, I've got things. We may put it out on one of our sites at some point. So if you want to wear it, I mean, you know, how does a movement start? It starts by me putting one foot in front of the other. And that's a movement. Anyway, so again, I've eaten up a lot of time, but I wanted to explain it to you. My objective here, and I don't care if there are 10 of you, 1,000 of you, 10,000, a million of you, I will not change what I say, and as I said, I will not talk about something unless I know the facts. And if it isn't something I've studied and know the facts, and even that, I look up to see what's changed. So China, we put all this stuff there and they've kept doing it. They have major bases they have. They want to cause Taiwan to capitulate to them. They're sending stuff to the moon. They've bought up organizations. While Donald made us estranged from NATO, China went in because they saw he was about to lose, and they made a deal with the European community. If we don't work together with people who at least honor most of our free way of living, we're going to suddenly find ourselves fighting and losing our lives in an unnecessary war. China will implode by itself eventually, because the people, when you have over a billion to a billion and a half people, and they watch enough movies and wear enough blue jeans and drive their own car and take a vacation, that idea of freedom permeates that society. And after a while they say, well, why the hell can't I do this? Why do I have to march and do that? Why can't I have two kids if I want it? Again. Freedom is almost something that's inherent in a human being. Sometimes we mistake that if we kill other people and we're last person standing, that we're free. If you like living by yourself on the planet, what was it, uh, Endgame or Infinity Wars? I haven't kept up with those movies. The big guy was left by himself, and then he could just watch the trees if that makes him happy. I love people. I'd rather live with them work with them, let them do what they want, as long as we respect each other and give each other space. So China, we have to look at what we do. When Joe Biden, after we get past this pandemic, I look at the pandemic as something, and don't take me wrong, I hate the people who have died or suffering. I am not for that. But the pandemic at least exposed that Donald Trump didn't really care about what we needed. He cared about what he wanted. He wanted to keep control. It'll come out, as I said. I'm waiting for people to come back to me. I will prove to them forensically how to understand how we stole hundreds and millions of dollars per year from us. So, China. There was a guy, if you go back, you can look this guy up. His name was Tanaka. T-A-N-A-K-A. Back in the old Japan in the 1800s, what was it, uh, The Last Samurai with uh, Tom Cruise, they're talking about a period where Japan, some of the people who were wanted to build their country and make more money, again, greedy, wanted to control the emperor and build their stuff. Very productive people. So each group has their own way of being. But Japan at that point, You go back to this, something called the Sino-Japanese Wars, where China and Japan were at war, but China wasn't as well-equipped as Japan was or as well-organized. So Japan took over a lot of China. They slaughtered a lot of their people. They made them subservient. They were uh, a slave nation almost in certain ways. So when you look at it, this guy Tanaka, T-A-N-A-K-A, He either did or didn't, but when he lived, and there were a couple of Tanakas around, but there was something called, I believe, the Tanaka Memorial. Back then, when you had certain areas that were mainstays that you wanted to make sure you had control of so you can take over the world, he devised the plan, or someone in China devised it and put it out under his name. It doesn't matter. When I discovered that plan uh, when I was younger, I see when I discovered that plan, I realized it was a plan that at the time made sense of what you wanted to take over first and what you wanted to fight with last. We were last because we were one of the more dangerous countries to take over. But when you conquer the rest of the world, it's easier to take us over. So it's interesting if you want to study that. That happened in the 1900s, to 1920s that this Tanaka was around. Eric Schmidt one of the key people from Google, brilliant guy. He just recently, and I mentioned it, he's applied for citizenship in Cyprus. The reason is with Cyprus citizenship, he can go throughout the EU, which are a lot of important countries, economically, freely. The man has between 18 and $20 billion. So he was part of what built Google bright guy but another one of these ultra-rich guys where if we keep allowing things to happen and not doing enough thing in our own country we will lose control of this other countries will build up and take over the world not by war but by owning everything so eric schmidt you can look him up elon musk just moved from California, because he's one of the one or two wealthiest people between him and Jeff Bezos, depending on the price of their stock on a given day. I think they're in the $200 billion range. But Elon Musk has moved to Texas officially. Why? I told you. He's heard that Texas has no income tax, and he still gets a lot of money from the companies he's building. In California, where he technically was living, he pay a lot of tax. So these people try and use influence to hold money. They have more money than they need. We are paying Elon Musk to enhance our space program. The man's not gonna go broke. He will live well. DeSantis, as I said, he's the soup Nazi. He sent vials of his vaccine to I believe it was Manatee County to two zip codes that are quite wealthy. And when it was discovered, he says, well, what do you want me to do? You want me to throw it away or whatever? Whatever excuse. It was like Ted Cruz saying his daughter made me do it. And DeSantis and Cruz both want to run for president. Be careful who you vote for. Watch the primaries. They're important. So, there's a group of people called the Daughters of Kobani. It slips me for the moment. I believe it was China or uh, Korea or something. These are women that you can almost call wonder women. They, uh, They built, oh, I'm sorry, Syria. I believe it was Syria. These women decided they've been downtrodden. They've been having their heads cut off by ISIS. So what they did, I have to wrap it up. We'll have more to talk about next week. But I'll get more on these women. But these women formed a unit and proved that they know how to take care of themselves. Uh, A lot of things happening that I need more time to get in. I'm just so pissed at what the greed has done to Texas. These are part of the United States. They are our brethren. Period. So let's see what we could do to help send donations. Usually to people like the Red Cross And some of these foundations, because you give them a dollar, they can send nine dollars of food down there. I will be here next Saturday. Uh, God willing, we'll have the alter ego. She'll fill you in on stuff (laughs) that I might not fill you in on. Not because I don't want to. I appreciate having this time with you. I am going to work on the book, my mini books, so that you can have these things to read and get them in your head. These are things that really say how we live and make our lives better. We'll put something out about hats and other things. We love to wear baseball caps. I'm not a big hat wearer, but I like these. They work well. Thank you for tuning in. I'll be here next week. Stay comfortable. Get vaccinated. Wear your mask. Even if you're vac I've been vaccinated. I'm a veteran. I'm protecting myself and the rest of the world by wearing my mask and staying away from people. (laughs) Have a good weekend, folks.
1: Thank you for tuning in to AE Equals MC Squared. We are live every Saturday from 9 to 10. Don't forget to follow us on Stitcher, on Google Play, iTunes, and Spotify. You can follow us on there by searching for aemc2. If you want to be a guest on our show, please send us an email at a a e equals mcsq at gmail.com. Don't forget, every month we are looking for um, community spotlight. So if you're doing something for the community that you would want our viewers to know about, please send us an email. Once again, follow us on Facebook and Instagram at ae equals squared, and have a great weekend.